This is episode 215, Yamaha Custom Shop 11 string. Welcome to the Tone Control Crash! <laughs> it was awful. It got caught on my so fingers. so bad. <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? I don't have a drum Get stick. a gong next time. Oh, cool. yeah, yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. I'm sure everyone's excited to hear this, but I feel like I'm having technical difficulties tonight. It's like a classic tone control from several months ago. Yeah. Um, we had a good run. It was fine. <laughs> I think Discord changed something because now that now that music yeah. started crackling on me. Okay. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Uh, anyway, it's a tone control, and we are joined today by Steve from Gear Stuff and Things. YouTube channel, website, the whole thing. Um, it's going to be fun. I met Steve a, sh a, a bit ago when uh, he came and, and did a little uh, tour video walkthrough thing for my studio, which was really kind and nice of him. And we have he's, he's managed to keep in touch with me in spite of my being bad at that. <laughs> and I decided, <laughs> hey, man. Let's uh, let's let's talk more. Uh, Steve has a real fun YouTube channel and lots of cool videos, and we're going to talk more about that. And um, that's that's my that's my babble. That's my stream of consciousness right now. Hi, welcome. How are you? <laughs> I'm well. How are you? Uh, well, you know, <laughs> you know babbling, yeah. babbling <laughs> incessantly. Uh, I'm okay. Um, we chatted about gear stuff and things when the video came out. That was yeah. episode 205 for those playing along at home. Episode name is You Got Cheesed, You Little Bitch. So <laughs> oh, we all remember which episode that was. <laughs> that was a very, very good one. Um, a special tone control experience. Yes. Uh, forgive my... Uh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what Discord changed. Okay, I'm going to ignore it. I'm ignoring all the crackling from here out. This is a fuck <laughs> it, fine. we'll do it live situation. Um, it's getting better. I'll say that much. Okay. I, I, to me anyway, it is. So we'll be fine. <laughs> okay. Uh, Steve, welcome. Glad you're here. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. Um, so tell us, I guess, should we just roll in? Like, tell Let's us about... Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Look at this. You. That theory is right <laughs> well, there. <laughs> Gearstuffandthings.com and the corresponding YouTube channel. Um, mm -hmm. Hit me with that, that sweet elevator pitch. Uh, essentially, it started as just a way for me to demo pedals and things. And then I started to kind of feel like things were a bit oversaturated, so I decided to focus it on baritone guitar for a while. Okay. Mm. And uh, as time goes on, I don't really know what I'm doing with it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> like, I tried to do the the studio things just because I, I think it's super interesting to see how other people have stuff set up and what their workflow and all that is. Yeah. Um, um, I've admittedly... Uh, I been quite lazy with it just because I've been busy and sure. uh, as of late. And then I had a weird viral moment on TikTok. So I kind of <laughs> backed off of uh, 
YouTube because I can spend like five minutes and ah. do everything on TikTok versus like spend eight hours putting together right. a video. Mm-hmm. Oh man! Uh, so it just became uh, more so just taking advantage of my time a little better. So I'm still doing it, doing it, and I have I've actually filmed two other videos for YouTube. I just haven't had time to edit them. Whereas TikTok, I just do it all yeah, on my phone. It's, like, it's right there. Yeah, it's um, it's weird. I had like <laughs> one post go crazy and then nothing else after that so i mean i'll hail the algorithm i guess yeah <laughs> right <laughs> to hate that shit yeah <laughs> um so i was i was in preparing for the show the last mm-hmm. few weeks i've been checking out your channel i like a lot of the helix content a lot of the, like the other line six gadgetry and i did notice a lot of it is baritone mm-hmm. uh, focused which i think is rad uh, i don't actually own a baritone but it is on the short list uh, for me to check out someday. And so like, I'm excited if that becomes like, this is my endorsement of like making that a focus. <laughs> so I have a resource to learn more about baritone stuff. <laughs> I suppose I should do more of that. There, there are a couple of bigger YouTubers that started doing it shortly thereafter. And I was like, well, I feel like I'm, j- I went from like having a lot of people paying attention to like being a tiny fish in a big mm-hmm. pond all in, out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, there's a gentleman named Scott Bunn who does primarily baritone stuff and he's a buddy of mine. Um, he's a good resource, but I want to get back into it because I feel like most people are doing it in heavy genres specifically. And I feel like there's a lot more stuff to explore with baritone than purely heavy stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know. I I think I I appreciate the endorsements. (laughs) (laughs) I, I saw, um, ages ago some Sean Tubbs video about using baritones to just like broaden up and widen up some of your regular guitar work as like an mm-hmm. extra layer in the background and add a track and I'm like that that seems like a cool idea but a baritone for me feels a little not one trick pony but it's like such a specialized tool in my mind and that may not maybe be maybe you'd like, find it the, wasn't the if you I, had it right yeah this is the guidance I need. <laughs> how did well, you how did you think, get that to be a focus? Was is that just like a particular interest of yours or was it be, you were just like I need something different? Uh it was both uh, it, it embarrassingly enough started out in the early 2000s when I was in bands that were trying to be corn. Mm-hmm. I mean, we I was in there. a band like that, yeah. Yeah, uh so I was playing seven string for many years and then um I just caught, figured out that baritone existed. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I can tune like a seven string or a lower and not have to deal with the extra string yeah. or learning new chord voicings and all this. Um, so at the time, I just kind of got hip to it because I wanted to do something different. But I mean, that was in, I think, 2001. So I've I've played baritone since then. I, I own, I think, six of them now. So, oh, nice. Uh, all varying specifics uh different scale links and things for different tunings um eric in the eric, chat I wants don't have anything to give you uh <laughs> what i don't own my wife has claimed so because hmm. she also plays baritone in her other she's in two bands she's in the band kitty and then she's also the guitar player and singer of a band called white swan so she she plays baritone in that project and nice. when she's not playing drums and kitty well, shit. Okay. <laughs> so much information. Are you yeah. active in a band with baritones at the moment or otherwise? Yeah, my main project is, uh, which has a terrible name that I feel embarrassed to say every time I say it, 
But um, we can rename uh, it on the show, right? We'll just so give it to us now, and by the end of the show, we will have crowdsourced a new name. (laughs) I appreciate (laughs) it. Uh, So the band I'm in is called Close the Hatch. I've been doing that for about nine years. Wow, cool! uh, Right on. Which started as like a post metal thing and kind of became a strictly doom thing for a while with lots of screaming. And and since the past two years or past three years, which we didn't do a whole lot, obviously because of the pandemic. We released a record that was much more like melodic with singing and no screaming. And then the pandemic happened, so we couldn't tour and support it. So, oh, shit. cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But, uh, and then I play, also play in White Swan with my wife. I'm the third guitar player in that band, but I play bass six in that band. So it's bass slightly six. different. Dang. All these like Wait, extended I, can, I, range. I, I don't know what that, I, I don't, help me out. I don't know what that means. Wait, so I'm tell me about link. Base base six? Does that mean okay, so, is that is that like instead of base ten, are we talking about a different counting system? <laughs> yes. That's exactly I, I I guess I don't need to explain that. Oh, I got it. Yeah. It's no. an hexadecimal, <laughs> no, is what it's, you uh, mean. <laughs> yeah. Uh it's uh it's essentially um a short scale bass that has six strings and it's tuned to an octave below. So it's just it's E to E, just like a guitar, but it's a bass. Okay. Wow. And, and it's, set up, it's set up more like a guitar. So right. the neck is a guitar neck. The the distance between the strings but is like a guitar. It's still uh, an extended scale compared to guitar, right? It's a short so, scale bass, absolutely. but a long it, scale yeah, it's guitar. 30 inches long. Okay, yeah, so this, okay. Is, this is yet another <laughs> evolution of, of baritone, right? So is baritone is lower or higher than this? Higher, right? Baritone is higher. Okay. This would actually be in the bass register. Nice. <laughs> I didn't know I didn't so yeah. existed at all. <laughs> oh, really? It's primarily used until until recently when it became more of a, a metal thing, I guess. But prior to that, it was mostly in like uh, spaghetti westerns and stuff, like all of mm-hmm. those like John Wayne movies. When you hear a, like a low tuned thing in there, uh, like a, a jangly thing or something right. with vibrato, is usually a bass six. Wow, they've been That's around so since wicked. the early '60s. Yeah, Squire has a reissue right now. That's it looks like they're four ninety nine. I think it'd be super fun to mess around with. I'm still kind of more drawn to baritone overall. I think what's baritone tuned to? Is it B to B? Standard tuning for baritone is B to B. But you can do. I mean, you can do all kinds of stuff with it. I have. I'm trying to think. Behind me, I have three of them, uh, and they're all kind of set up different. Four of them actually. <laughs> Um, it okay. just depends on what you want to do. I have a yeah. few that stay in standard, and then I, in my my own band, I tune to an open like an open sus tuning. Whoa! Uh, so it's all right. I've got <laughs> stupid stuff going on. Like I can show you. Like yeah, I have this guy. I, I built this Warmoth parts. Yeah, that's wicked. And and guitar fetish. People usually hate it because it has <laughs> Gibson headstock. Triggered. Fuck them. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, let's see. And I have an EGC that I've had for about 12 years now hmm. that is also a baritone. Um, oh, wow. Is that the aluminum neck and stuff? Yeah, the whole guitar is aluminum <laughs> uh, with the stainless steel and aluminum neck. Yes. It, Rock and roll It forever. weighs about 20 pounds. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Brutal. But you need that for the, for the, the mass, the sustain, the savagery. man. Yeah. yeah. It, it definitely has its own sound. Then uh, this is the one I usually keep in standard, and it started its life as one of those SX guitars from Rondo Music. Now, when you say standard, do you mean baritone standard? Baritone like, standard. Okay, so it's so B2B. B2B. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. right on. 
And uh, this one kind of stays in that territory, and it has a Seth Lover pickup, so it's a little more jangly. I tend to treat this one more for, like, clean stuff. I love this. I love how so many of these are teleform too, because it, it there's there's I I I love the juxtaposition of it's not like you know it doesn't look like a BC Rich or something insane like like a right, metal right. guitar would right. It's like this is it's a like, pointy is headstock. A, yeah, it's like this is a cowboy oh. guitar. Get off my lawn, you know. <laughs> so I have this one, which is a J Mascus, but I modified it. Uh, it's got the Warmoth neck on it. Yeah, and nice. then you so can buy tail. Oh, cool! Whoa. Okay, so yeah, you can buy conversion necks from Warmoth. I knew that, but yeah. I hadn't really considered a baritone conversion neck. Mm. Yep, I love so, this. Yeah, okay. so anything that's twenty-five-five with a Fender pocket, it'll swap right out. Wow. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Derek, you have so many guitars <laughs> that you probably don't play that often that you could just. I just sold one actually, and it's okay. a good thing I did because I. Well, maybe it's not a good. I don't know. I, if I had decided <laughs> to keep it, that would have been. That would have been a great use case to put a conversion neck on that guitar. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've looked at baritones a little bit. When Squire, I think it's Squire, yeah, just dropped those baritone double bound tellies that are really, really cheap. And they seemed like, I think they're like $3.99 or something. It just seemed like a great entry price point and a really modifiable guitar to like put in some wicked pickups or something like that, new tuners, new nut, and you'd be in really good shape. Um, I know Revolta makes a very cool baritone that I've had my eye on too, but it's like three times as expensive. It's like well over a thousand bucks. But I don't know. It's I uh, I kind of want to fuck around with that because I do like the big heaviness, but I don't mm-hmm. want a seven string. I think or an eight yeah. string. I I was looking at eight strings the other day, just as like yeah, a, I, a fun thing. But I'm they borrowing one oh, right man. now. They have such a wide like, ass neck. Is it such and, a massive pain in the butt? It's weird because at first it was super uncomfortable, but the more I've been forcing myself to play it, the less uncomfortable it becomes. So, yeah, all right, let me grab. Hang on. So, like, I have my regular six string here, and I I know, like, my hands know that mm-hmm. this, that's a because, like, I just know those notes, but with the muscle memory of where my hand is, but that there's one string below it, makes that a, and so if I do that on a seven string, if there's one string below. That's the seventh string now. So now it's my fingers are telling me A, but the note is actually E. And right. that's gonna that's not great. <laughs> what do I do? What do I do then? So to play an A, I have to tell my fingers to play D. And <laughs> like all of that gets fucked up. So I don't know. I enter the appeal of baritone that is yeah. the normal number of strings that I'm used to. So it's definitely a comfort thing, you know, like the so they'll get into all the technical stuff. We won't go too far into it because it's boring as shit. But you're, well, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> you're you're in the right place for that. But <laughs> um, so essentially, there's different scales, right? So there's uh, you know, twenty six point five is what they consider the beginning of baritone. Um, most of them are twenty seven or twenty seven five. Okay. Um, all warmoth next come by default in twenty eight and five eighths. So are even bigger. Yeah. Uh, but the advantage is, is as the scale length increases, you can actually go with thinner strings in order to tune low. Right. right. Yeah. So there, there is some balance there. Uh, it just depends on what you're after. Um, and some people like things to kind of be loose. It's similar, like if you take like a Les Paul or something and tune it to like drop C or something, it's going to be a little bit floppy. floppy yeah. 
Some people dig that. I'm not one of those people. I don't like that. So I, I want I the tension to be the, kind of pretty similar. I like to hear the wow. To. It's just a tuning nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah. So for me, I prefer the, the 28 and 5 eighths or at least the 27.5. Or sorry, too many numbers. Uh, but uh, but it, I mean, that must be... feels a little more natural. That must be pretty close to the relationship between 24 and 3 quarter and 25 and a half. Like, those are... Two very common guitar scale lengths, and I think most guitarists can pick them up and feel the difference. But may have it a doesn't preference. stop you. It doesn't stop you. It doesn't stop you from playing. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So with something um, like that, cause be, because it's all logarithmic, right? So the 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 differences in inches keep getting greater, even if it's the same amount of difference, like as a percent. So you know, uh, you know, every octave we go down, technically those frets are massively farther apart than the difference between, you know, yeah. a Fender and a Gibson, you know, typical scale length, right? So it will start to feel pretty different, I expect, as far yeah, as how far you're uh, stretching it, to do the same chord forms, right? So Absolutely. Yeah, you have to take, it takes some adjusting. I, I've been doing it so long I don't notice it anymore, yeah, sure. but I do notice when I play like a regular telly or like one of the Gibsons I have that I notice immediately, like, it feels like a toy almost yeah. in comparison. Huh. Yeah. Huh. Um, do you have to buy extended range strings? Because I know on bass, um, there's multi-scale, not multi-scale, but you can buy you know short and long bass strings depending on the scale length you have. Um, I actually have them. So D'Addario, like most of the companies make uh, a baritone option these days. Um so D'Addario has the, these guys, where's my camera here, which is the baritone mediums. Okay. Which those are 14 to 68. Whoa. So quite large. <laughs> yeah. And then the, the base six stuff, I've been, I've switched to Fender for those, which is weird. I haven't played a Fender string since I had first started playing guitar. Oh man, are they better than they were 25 years ago the last time I played some? <laughs> well, for base six, they're pretty solid, yeah. but... Uh, and they're hexagonal, so core, so they're a little more responsive with like picking uh, tack stuff. Hmm. But these are 24 to 100, so they're massive. There's not a single like they're That's all wound. Just just about <laughs> just about in base zone, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, they're all wound. They're That's all insane. wound. Awesome, <laughs> awesome. Eric, he said 100. Yes, that is three digits. <laughs> <laughs> Bridge cables is right. Damn, very cool. Um, I'm going to have to investigate baritones a little more closely, I think. <laughs> if you're interested in those squires, they're not bad. I did a, I had one of the paranormal ones, which yeah. I think they sell in like seafoam green now. Mm. Right. Um, and they have like Jazzmaster pickups or something weird. Yeah. I had one of those. It was a great guitar for the price. I think it was like $3.99 or something. Here we go. Um, it's the classic vibe, 27 inch yeah. scale. Um, and it's just a regular telly, two single coils. But I, I, when we talked about it on the show, I'm going to put a link in the chat. Um, that was back in episode 207. <laughs> I have to put my legs in Wednesday and Thursday was the name of that one. Or no, I'm sorry, Wednesday and Friday. <laughs> Wednesday, Friday. Um, We're, uh, it was Thursday yeah. when I was doing it, you see. Yeah. Um, and I was just thinking like, man, you throw a stacked humbucker in this thing and kind of upgrade some other parts and you can have a lot of fun. And I think, yeah, oh, if yeah. they're... Of four ninety nine, it looks like probably mm -hmm, mm -hmm. US. I'm having the same so, reaction as I did at the time too. I'm looking at this going, that doesn't look different to me. Just in the picture. Yeah. And I know like it's oh man, it's a slippery slope though. 
<laughs> it doesn't look different until you look a little more. Yeah. You look at it for a little bit, you know. Right. The proportions are wrong. <laughs> yeah. But again, it's only off by two and a half inches or something. Mm-hmm. It's it's not a huge difference, but that's mm-hmm. wicked. I love this. Okay. Tons of fun. Um, yeah. I. I had, you know, having uh, watched a bunch of your videos, I had sort of totally forgotten about the focus on, on uh, uh, this whole, on the whole baritone thing. Actually, it's because the last ones I was watching was all the Helix, like tone matching and stuff like this, which I found really interesting just because I, I'm, I'm usually like, I'm trying to dig into like bits of tone and stuff like that. I don't actually have a Helix here, but I've had some people have brought them in sometimes and I've gotten to play with them a little bit, but just anything, whatever I'm trying to like find tones with, I'm, I'm doing all these things, but not to compare to something directly. So it's like, oh, I just feel like it should be like this in the song. You know, like we have, we have the track playing and we're just sort of like trying to adjust to get it to where I want it to be kind of thing. And all the all the little details and stuff in the helix stuff i i i do kind of wish i had one but i probably i don't know i'm so i'm so i mean you know i know they they the little ones are so cheap it's, yeah, it's well, sort like, of silly yeah, that what I don't about, have one. Um, what about helix native native yeah native is oh, great software hmm. yeah there's yeah. a plugin version man i guess i should like i guess i should try it i'm also but, so spoiled by um uad and hardware like i i just i pretty much never have any native um, any anything real time that's native, you know what I mean? Like anything. I'm the cool to thing about through, um, it probably doesn't. One matter of the cool guitar. things about Helix Native is, I mean, this is kind of a useless feature, I guess, but it's a little clever. Is you can tell it to emulate any of the Helix products, so you can tell it like, give me as many blocks as the Stomp has, or give me as many blocks oh. as the Helix Floor has, or as many blocks as your computer can handle, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and which is. Often, it's sort of many, like many, so. Many, if, many if you're designing something that you're then going to send, you're going to copy down to your mm-hmm. board, right? So that yeah. makes sense. Uh, it, yeah, it's cool um, for the purposes of like just messing around in the studio. It's that not really necessary. But if you had it, then we could all be sharing tones. So there's that. But whatever, not a reason to go spend a bunch of money. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> I, I could. I, I, it's. I so seldom have it. Okay, so actually, like this. This um this week I there's a band in the studio, which is why there's all this extra shit here. They actually brought some pretty mm-hmm. cool guitars. I should talk, but there's like a there's like a digital piano over here, and like we recorded we recorded the piano with MIDI because we wanted to use we wanted to use some different sound sets that we didn't have right here right now, and I am so not used to it that I totally fr- I like made the guy do a whole take through the song with my buffer size at a thousand twenty four. So he's like struggling and he's playing a little out of time. And I'm like, I know he's a better player than this. And I'm like looking at him going, huh. And I'm thinking, how do I adjust the mix? I'm like turning the click track up, up, up. It's like hurting our ears. And, and then I go, oh shit, this is my oh, fault. <laughs> and like, so, <laughs> so I went and changed it. I was like, I, you know, I'd knock it way down. I was like, does this feel better? He's like, yeah, what happened? And I was like, well, I fucked you over. <laughs> I'm <just> done. That. <laughs> I was an asshole to you. Um, but but that's that's just it. Like I never deal with the buffer at all, like uh, live in, inputs, because I have this UAD stuff or, or just like an actual pedals or something like that. Um, and I, I hate dealing with buffers. So anyway, so I was reminded of how much I hate dealing with buffers the other day when I when I made a mistake yesterday. I think um, it reminds me when we were in, when Justin was in my old band and we were in a band together. We were doing. The record at your house, and like at some point, we'd like 
broke for lunch, came back, and couldn't play along to the to the tracks. It was because like low latency yeah. monitoring. Yeah, Ryan yeah. was trying to play. I made him. Track I made him you're play like, You're better bumper. than this. I was like, What's going on? <laughs> He's like, Give it to me again. I know I can do it. It took it yeah. took way longer that day to figure out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. It was just like one menu item. Just click. Yeah. Oh, that fixed it. How Great. did it get turned off? I don't know. <laughs> Stupid Pro Tools. Um, I should. Yeah. So I, anyway, there's there's a band here. We're doing this. This is sort of interesting. Okay. So Steve, normally we start the show by talking about nonsense and bullshit that has nothing to do with guitars. That's uh, true. We really we rolled do, into we it. We do today. sort of uh, what's what's <laughs> been going on this past week. Well, for me, what's been going on is there's a band in the studio. Um, all this week through Saturday, we're doing. Uh, one of their guys uh, lives in Canada and is has flown in, and we're so we're making sure we get all the stuff right. Um, they hired drums uh, remote, and they came out great. Wow. So I sent them in. So basically, we've been dropping in to finish drums more or less, like unmixed. And um, where normally I would take it kind of instrument at a time, right? Because there's all this setup and breakdown and stuff like this. We're kind of going the other way. So we're going song at a time and instruments are sort of in random order. A lot of times we're starting with bass. Um, yesterday hmm. we did the vocals before the guitars because of some because of some like arrangement reason. And it's been sort of fun. Um, but I have all this stuff. Um, I have a random uh, crash cymbal. <laughs> I, I don't know why they brought this yet. I assume I'm going to find out tomorrow. Uh, I hope they never use it. I would just love if they brought it, <laughs> they and it's just it. for the vibe. <laughs> so, um, okay, so let me let me see here. Um, this this is. I'm going to see if my headphones can reach. Um, this is this this telly is a. Fujigen, Fujigen. Do we know that? Okay. I don't know. Anyway. Uh, the name sounds familiar, but I don't know if I've seen one. I, I couldn't remember how to pronounce it. Um, I didn't ask their permission before doing this, but whatever. They left this all here. This ancient uh, calip... Wait. I can't even read it. It's so... The de decal... Kalamazoo? Oh, yeah. I think that's right. what it says. Cool. Yeah, with a bird on it. Anyway, okay. this ancient acoustic, which is very reminiscent of the way that I picked out my acoustic, like it's extremely beat up and has sort of a, a weird, warm sound. It's it's very cracked and repaired. Um, sounds good, though. Oh, the bass? Looks like it's got some mojo. Yeah, the all the bass has been um, this guy. Oh, nice. This guild, hollow. Guild. Nice. Cool. Guild hollow bass. Um it's good. He's got flat wounds on it. He's using. Oh, nice. We're playing everything through the the bass soul food with the treble knob all the way off. It's fine. <laughs> Very cool. It's fine. Um, back there is a. I think it's a Yamaha eleven string. I think okay. it was. I think it was a twelve <laughs> string from the factory. <laughs> okay. Only brought eleven strings. Yeah, a little custom modification. There. Yeah. <laughs> Take the octave off the D string. That'll really brighten it up. Uh, which one's missing? Uh, it is. It is a G string is missing its octave. Oh, okay. <laughs> the missing G string. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
I think that's it. I don't know. There's more cases. Something might be in a case. Anyway, um, yes, yeah, so it's pretty cool kind of uh, alt-rocky cool. stuff. Um, there's going to be a couple of songs that don't have drums in them. There's going to be a cajon. Um, we did some harmonica today. It's all over the place. Actually, today was really rough because the song is mega quiet. Like the whole song is like acoustic and 12 string, like the most gentle finger style in the universe. And then another 12 string that's just harmonics. Oh, and, Lord. And there's there's four four people in this room and we're all like yeah, and you're trying like, Hold your not breath. to move. <laughs> like I can hear... <laughs> I can hear like, oh my God, there's birds outside, you know? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> Jesus. Anybody, the, the breathing, I stuck a chunk of foam on a, on a music, on a mic stand, like over the mic to try to cut down on oh. the nose whistling that I was hearing and stuff like that <laughs> from the poor guy. Um, but we made it through. I remember, it through. Um, I remember recording acoustic and being able to hear my shirt moving against yeah. my skin, like when I would just like move in the... And that's just, just, just normal. breathing. That's just normal yeah. when you're playing normal. That's not like, and I'm playing as quiet yeah. as I possibly can. Like he he finished a take and like sort of moved his arm a little and the sweat, you could hear it. It's like deafening. <laughs> peel off the surface of the guitar. <laughs> it was right at the end of the song, and he goes, ah, I ruined it. <laughs> um, so it's been fun. This band doesn't have a name. It's the Alex oh. Beam band. I don't know. It's just, uh, anyway, I don't know. Maybe we'll find a name by the end of the week. <laughs> so anyway. Nice. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. Yeah. Love it's that. It's fun. It's crowded in here. Very cool. <laughs> Pro- or, I mean, probably nice to be doing like band band stuff. Like, yeah, it's, a- again, I mean, it's, yeah. it's a lot of work and I'm tired, not because I don't like this part of my job, but because I kind of had to front load a bunch of non-music work last week. And I'm going to have to pick up that slack. You know what I mean? I have to like kind of get ahead. Yeah. And it's like, it's like having a vacation and then you have to make up for it with work, except I'm also Re-entry. working, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's been, it's been good. Yeah. So that's cool. I love that. What's going on over there in the, uh, I mean, I know I just talked to you the other night, but you know, Oh, well, what's (laughs) going on over here is, um, nursery is in progress. Um, Steve, we're having a baby in seven weeks. So congratulations. (laughs) Thanks. So, uh, lots of moving furniture and figuring where we want things and, more moving furniture and stuff like that. So, but that's going well. We're going to do a bunch more of that this weekend and hopefully really finalize a bunch of things. Um, I am in between grad terms finally and just leaning into the not having to do anything, which is great. <laughs> so, um, looking forward to that. Superb. I've, well, I, I've had this week and I have all of next week off too. So, that's cool. And my next class is a film class, which I'm kind of into because it's just a dusting off of my undergraduate degree. Um, I get to read One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest for the first time. I also have to read Minority Report, which... Thump, thump, thud, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Slam. But uh, Minority Report, news to me, is only like a 34-page short story and not actually a novel. (laughs) So that'll be cool. And we get to watch the movie. So, I mean, fuck it, hey, right? that's a fun afternoon right there. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. So um, that's what's going on. And I think that's kind of it. Um, yeah, just like tapering down. My Novo is in progress. That'll be here. I'm estimating like three weeks, I hope. 
I mean, they said they might go over the timeline a little bit, but we already are over, and I don't know what a little bit means. But like, <laughs> it, it, it could be like, do they mean over by a week? Because I waited a year for this. So on the scale of a year, what is a little bit over? Yeah. Is that like one week or is it like uh, one month? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. So yeah, trying to not be annoying and email them every eight seconds when I think about it. But it'll be here soon, and it's going to be rad. I'm really looking forward to it. Cool. As everyone knows, I'm not quiet about that. Um, that's all that's going on. Yeah. Cool, man. Quiet week, normal week. Um, Steve, do you have anything? Uh, I don't know. Do you have a? Do you have a? Do you have anything? What's new? What's new? What's going on? What? What? Where does life find you? <laughs> well, where does it find not me? Not that we hang um, out every month necessarily, but hey, I feel like I should. <laughs> you know. No, uh, well, I'm I'm back in school, so I started doing that mid-pandemic because I, I didn't have anything else to do. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm going for my bachelor's in uh, computers, uh, computer technology. Essentially, it's cybersecurity will be the degree. It's not the most nice. exciting thing in the world. Uh, it's, maybe it's, not, but it's a very in-demand thing. It's, in the world, it's not going so. away. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So doing that, uh, and I work uh, as a tech support agent for Home Depot's website, which is pretty awful. Uh, Do you mean so the job that. is awful or the website is awful? All of the Half above. a dozen <laughs> one, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I do that, and that's my quote-unquote nine-to-five, and then I have uh, various mixing projects that I'm working on currently for bands. Righteous. Um, and that has been, uh, that noise in the background is my wife using a blender uh, <laughs> anyway yeah i know i have a bunch of uh projects which is a good thing yeah. to have, you know mixing projects uh, but i'm a bit overwhelmed with them because the the communication between these projects has been a little difficult uh, maybe maybe you i i kind of am curious because you're doing much more of this exclusively yeah my goal is to get back into doing it again i just got lazy with it honestly uh, i haven't been pursuing it uh, but now that I am and I'm getting busier, I'm kind of getting more and more work as time goes. So great. However, uh, the problem I have is sometimes when I'm dealing with bands, and I'm, I'm saying this because I'm hoping you sure. encounter it, and they're, you're equally miserable. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, embrace. When I'm stuff. dealing with a band, and then in, instead of like one person being the representative for that project. I get like 10 emails oh. from each <laughs> member of the band with a different request. Yeah. And then I'm trying to like go back through them and be like, well, James said he wanted this, but you're saying you want this. And it's just a nightmare. Wow. It is legitimately freaking me out. Like I feel that misery for you. That sounds horrible. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's, I, that's real. <laughs> yeah. I've tried to tame it. I've kind of been like, hey, can you just like talk to each other? And then one person <laughs> send me all of this. Yeah. And it's one of those things that's like, how do I not sound condescending? Because at a certain point I am being condescending. Yeah. Yeah. It's not because I want to be, it's just kind of like, you gotta have to be, let's, let's get it together. Fellas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, okay. I definitely, I definitely used to get a lot more of that than I do. And I got this advice from somebody else. This isn't exactly like my invention, but, um, from this, uh, this like business Facebook group that's kind of, I don't know if it's defunct or if it's that I don't pay attention to Facebook anymore, but either way, 
but it was all about like kind of trying to do this job and helping people along, right? And this guy like made courses and stuff, but part of it was sort of like a, I think this group was sort of a farm siphon kind of thing for for the larger course thing, but there was a lot of good advice in it. Anyway, um, it ended up being all about like uh, upfront, just fill, you know, chart out, here's exactly what's going to happen. And uh, spelled out like on, you know, on day three, like, you know, I'm going to send you this mix and then you're going to go over your notes. Everyone is going to talk and then you're going to create a note sheet that is going to come from one of you. And it's going to be, this is your mix revisions, right? <laughs> and one of you is going to send that to me and it will, and then it will, you know, you will have already reconciled the turn the vocals up and then the bass player says, turn the vocals down. You know, that that's already been zeroed out. So <laughs> now the vocals are going to stay they're in still. the right place. Right. And, and <laughs> right. Um, that and like, with this, with the specification, also there's also this like uh, extra thing, and I have this all basically. I have this written out in like an agreement that anybody signs like before they st- we start working. That that is essentially a contract, but because it's like whatever, I'm not I'm not going to go to court for anything because it'd be more expensive. <laughs> send than me it's twelve worth. emails, <laughs> right? So it's it's like I, it's this is what a contract is. It's just I read a bunch of stuff down, and then now it's in writing. Yeah. So, but anyway, it it's like. Uh, uh, I'm like, I include three revisions. So I'll do a mix and I'll say like, with well, the price I gave you is the mix, all the things. And it includes three revisions. And I say like, collect all your notes, send them to me at the end after you've all discussed it. And that will be a revision. And basically that means if I get an email from the singer and then I get an email from the bass player, that's two revisions. That's two revisions. <laughs> right? right? And so yeah, it's like, right. that's like spelled out. And then... Um, and then what happens is instead of it sounding condescending because you just spelled it out at the beginning, it's now like preparatory. And now they're like, oh, I'm on board, right? I'm part of creating this non-condescending atmosphere. It's like, I'm gonna, if they've never thought of it before, it's like, I'm, I have to step up to be worth this or something like that. And then of course there's, there's inevitable failures and somebody still messes it up. But then it's like, you remember when I told you this, you know, (laughs) Uh, and then it's okay to be condescending. So, um, but I would say since I started writing all that stuff down, that almost never happens. And I think that's, that's why I think half of it is because they are like, ah, like, look at how together this setup is. Look at how planned this is. Now I know exactly what to do. And then the other half is the people who aren't going to fit with that are completely scared off. And yeah, and and likewise, yeah, like scammer. You know, I get emails from people that aren't very serious about it or are actual scammers. And it's like, sure, fill out my quote request form on my website. And they don't and continue to ask me questions, you know, or when it's a scammer, because, because I don't know if you've ever seen this scam, but they, they want you to give them a price for something that they make up. And then it's like, also tell me your business name and your address and your full name. (laughs) And I'm like, Uh, uh, I'm like, uh, fill out my quote request form. And I say Mm. like, this form is to filter out people who either aren't serious about their music or are scammers. So I'm sure you won't have a problem with it unless you're one of those people. (laughs) And then I hear nothing (laughs) back. Uh, Yeah. So anyway, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's, um, yeah, yeah. I don't think you should feel bad about being condescending if people are sending, if multiple band members are sending you things. Because that probably means they're fighting. 
Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Or I was going to say, be, like, it, it's after the... You, after you reply all to them. <laughs> it's the professional way of saying, like, talk amongst yourselves and get back to me. Or get on a yeah. get on a, a call. Get on a, vo- a video call, like, with everybody or something. Like, let's have a multiple-person Zoom, and then maybe it'll be like eating popcorn while they all talk about it. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, I mean, I bet there... was blowing me up with text, and then I was like, hey, can I just call you? And then he just kept texting me. I was like, I'm calling you. So then <laughs> yeah. uh, he didn't answer, and he's like, no, I'm busy right now. I was like, you're not that blowing busy. my phone up with text. You're not oh, that no. busy. Like if, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I attract this problem where, like, everybody texts me at the same time, and my phone rings off the hook. So before Apple introduced, like, the do not disturb focus stuff, yeah. I made myself a shortcut called chill out. And <laughs> just you tap that, it and ask how long, quiet. how long, it says, how long do you want to chill out? And I put in a time, and it just puts on do not disturb until that time is up, because I can't be having that. Like, yeah. I I just have this like notification anxiety. I'm like, I'm just going to launch my phone into orbit if one more person emails me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, cool, man. Uh, rad. Yeah. Should we? Um, should we what do? Should we do now? We should. Um, okay. So we've been. Yeah. <laughs> this is all, all episodes <laughs> go long. At a point. At the point where all episodes go long, are they long or are they normal? I was just existential. I was question. thinking. Um, yeah, I was. I listened to the last episode a little bit today, and I'm like, God, we don't shut up. We got to work on shutting up a little bit. <laughs> okay, how about this? I'm gonna play a song, and then we're gonna talk about a couple of these little nonsense things at the beginning. Not a song. I'm yeah. gonna play this. I do not think that's a Derek. Eric says he thinks that's, that's a, a Justin Derek. demo. That's, all a, that's day. a me demo. Derek doesn't play guitar that badly. <laughs> uh, that is the Gollum something from Deep Sea Devices. The Gollum. I think cool. it's just called the Gollum. Uh, I don't all know right. what it is. Deep Sea. Deep so, Space. Sorry, Deep Space. Oh, Deep Space. It's all cut off in ellipses here. Deep Space Devices. Gollum. I don't know. Maybe it's a distortion. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Sounds distortion-y. <laughs> yeah, it's a, I don't know. I couldn't tell if it was reverb or distortion, honestly. I think it's a drive. Um, so Maybe it's both. Yeah, real quick. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> real um, what do we got new? Real quick, um, some administrative detail stuff. We now have a link tree in our Instagram profile. Uh, so if you need links to things, including our merch, you can find it there. Also, if you're in Discord and you type in exclamation point link, oop, nope, exclamation point links, plural, Whoa, you'll get all the links are. there as well. <laughs> yeah, so very cool. Um, that's it. I know, like, <laughs> oh, the and, merch link is too long, patreon.com slash whatever. Like, So I finally just caved. I was like, wait, this is actually free, so why haven't we done it? So uh, so uh, yeah. the, the link tree is a shortened thing, right? So what yep. is that? Linktree.com or link.tr.ee. Wait, tr.ee. That sucks. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but it's it's in our Instagram profile. You can see it. Okay. Um, and okay. You, you click that and it brings you to a breakout of all of our links. So, uh, like, link okay. to YouTube, Discord, the podcast itself, 
uh, all the socials are all right there. So got it. If you're wondering where to find our stuff, it's there at the Tone Control on Instagram and everywhere else. So, um, and then secondly, let me grab this email because yeah. it was absolutely hilarious. Did you happen to see this, Justin? Uh, only like the preview. I was too busy at the time. Okay. Anyway, so Jason in California, <laughs> we should do a Bitly link for the Linktree link. <laughs> <laughs> Hold my beer. Um, yeah, Jason in California has messaged in on the pick versus plectrum debate, and he says, "Hey guys, uh, I was just listening to the latest episode. Not all the a pick debate. versus plectrum. <laughs> <laughs> all the pick versus plectrum talk made me laugh because I lived in the Netherlands for a while, and my friends would make fun of me for calling a pick a pick because pick p i k means dick." In Dutch. (laughs) Okay. So everyone calls it a plectrum over there when speaking English. And so as a result, did I. Although I enjoyed my time there, I'm happy to be able to call it a pick again. (laughs) It's not only less nerdy, but has fewer syllables as well. Half, in fact. Cheers. (laughs) Fantastic. I love Love it. Love it. Uh, All right. Thanks, Jason in California. Why aren't you in Discord? All right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You uh, yeah, do, you answer, do riddle you me this, Jason in California. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, there's a uh, maybe we should maybe we should throw in your pedal genie here, and then we'll do some news okay. after the after the split. All right, everybody, yeah. are you ready for for the pik? Nope, that's not anything. Going to try to make what a joke. You? Didn't happen. Uh, the oh. Fun will commence oh. now. Okay, it's Pedal Genie time, and you know what that means. It's time to um, run the ad, and it's time to play the gifts. Tonight's gifts are Star Trek. Uh, so, yeah, here we go. Pedal Genie is like the Netflix of guitar pedals. Rent any pedal you want for as long as you want for one low monthly price. Shipping is included and there are no late fees or time limits. With over 1,500 pedals to try from nearly 100 different manufacturers, Pedal Genie definitely has the gear you want to try. Subscriptions start with Flex at just $19.95 a month. Try out one pedal at a time for as long as you want. Send it back when you're ready for the next one. For only $39.95 a month, the standard subscription includes shipping, so you could have a different pedal every few days. If one isn't enough for you, Pedal Genie Pro gets you three pedals at a time for only $64.95 a month, shipping included. There's a subscription for everyone and best of all, your first month is free. If you find the pedal of your dreams, the one you just have to keep, Pedal Genie will offer you a buyout option. Prices vary with the length of your membership and the type of pedal, but you'll definitely get an awesome price for the pedal in your hand. So head to pedalgenie.com to fill up your wish list with pedals, and they'll send out your first pedal ASAP. Pedal Genie, all your pedal wishes granted. (laughs) 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 Oh my God. Okay. 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 That was great. I love it. That was great. By the way, it's definitely Discord that's screwing up my computer because every time a GIF comes, all my audio crackles. Oh no! So something Discord changed something, and it's causing it to render badly or some shit. I don't know. Anywho, I hope that doesn't come out okay. on the video, but that's fine. So, um, what do we got today? I have the Catalan bread and Tikthon. I think and I've had this antiqu- before. 
Did you? I think we just talked about it because the name was awesome. Maybe we just talked about it because the name was awesome. Otherworldly tone generating fuzz tremolo that truly defies classification. That is correct. Okay. I'll give him that much. Okay, so I'm here with the Rev, with the Les Paul. Okay. Mm-hmm. Bridge pickup. Here's the Antichthon. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. So okay. for $152.99, so me... that sound could be yours. Can Check this out. Now I'm, sound like a baboon. I'm going to turn it back on and I'm going to turn the, uh, the volume and tone pots on my guitar. So wait, wait, wait. Yes, wait. you it, there, Justin. So it's interacting <laughs> electrically with your guitar. Like it's yeah. using your tone pots as controls for the pedal. Yes, but you can play guitar over that and it goes away. Okay. So, so it's go. when it's not getting signal, it starts to include yeah. your guitar in its own circuit. That is but bananas. If I, if I turn, th- my guitar's on. So if I yeah. turn the volume down a little bit, it doesn't do that. Right? It's okay. just, you got some drive hiss, right? I yeah. turn it up. There it is. Turn it all the way off. Does something else. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay. So it's a fuzz. My volume's all the way up now. I'm turning some knobs. I don't know what they do. <laughs> Well, it's also a tremolo somehow. Yeah, somehow. (laughs) 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 What? I'm not doing anything. This is just the pedal. be controlled like it's just doing whatever yeah. the fuck it wants it's like I'm gonna play guitar and I want my guitar to have some fuzz effect and it's like buckle up nerd yeah Here we go your guitar now has a personality yeah <laughs> sometimes it's gonna be a little fuzzy so it's obviously like extremely gated extremely fuzzed So you can't do normal things. Okay. This is with um, the knob labeled uh, the knob labeled gravity is all the way off. It's, wow. it's still pretty insane. Yeah. You hear that though? It's still there. It's still there. It's still doing something. Yeah. <laughs> Turn it all the way up, and it sounds like John Mayer. Ha <laughs> <laughs> 
listening so to different like, John Mayer records than I have. This is a weird tone. But it's a tone, like it's very nasally. Yeah. It's a character effect for sure. Yeah, yeah. Let's turn everything all the way up and see if I sound like John Mayer. Just like him. Yeah, there you go. It's it sounds like it's it it sounds like it's like one bit. You know what I mean? It's it sounds yeah. like it sounds like you you've uh, bit crushed it down to one bit or something. Okay. All right. This is now. I can't get it to do the thing from earlier. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> the the gibbon howl. Yeah. So like, this is volume off. It's horrible, isn't it? <laughs> It's. I, okay, I think. I think we've done. I think we've done enough. That's enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. R.I.P. to everyone wearing headphones or listening anywhere. Wow. <laughs> Whew. Yeah. I'm should tired. we throw in like a headphone warning on this one? I'm tired. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I. Um, I don't know what to say about that. Yeah, that's kind of a lot. It's. It's a mess. Um, I think it's going to be. Uh, fun. To demo, <laughs> yeah. The, the, <laughs> Not totally sure what to make of it. Yeah. So, are you gonna? Are you planning something for soon? Uh, I don't have anything on the calendar yet, but I'm okay. hoping to because I, I think this is one that is absolutely worth demoing just because yeah. of how maddening it is. Yeah. Um, it's the Antikthon. It's got this cool purple LED. Oh, yeah. There you go. Nope. Oh, wrong way. There, there we you go. go. Yeah. Purple LED. Wow. Well, I'm looking at my thing in reverse as though I can't just figure out where my camera <laughs> is and point a thing at it. Um, Catalan Bread makes cool pedals. I really like a lot of their overdrives and stuff. This is obviously not one something of else entirely. <laughs> um, but you get this because it can do all that super weird shit, right? Yeah. Like you don't get it because it's like, ooh, this like, you know, bespoke. <laughs> reissue fuzz circuit germanium blah 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 you get it because it's a fucking madhouse so it's a nightmare yeah it's the Antichthon it's 180 bucks but right now on the website says 152.99 so if you want a noise maker that's like just yeah. holding on to for dear life check out the changing Antichthon changing the laws of physics yeah great alright well thanks Pedal Genie for making those uh, wild gibbon howls possible mm-hmm. um I don't know how to re- I don't know how to recover from this. Uh, let's. Well, you don't. Yep, we can't. It's we've got nothing. <laughs> okay, uh, let's. So now we're going to get into. We got one actual bit of news. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what that was. That was. I've given up on the pedal demos. Yeah, I don't know what they are. We anymore. don't have to guess. That was one of those Bogners. Um, that was the oh, cool. Oxford. That was. So I think Eric's that was a that me was, demo. That was a me demo, and he's saying it's it's dumb guitar playing. So <laughs> we're really throwing the chat for a loop today. <laughs> <laughs> 
That was definitely Derek. Eat shit, Eric. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why. Okay. um, So next, next up, next up, we're talking about the superconductor, which I think falls. I mean, this is this follows right on the heels of of whatever interdimensional gravity bomb was just happening to us, right? Yeah, except this makes way more sense. Okay. What's the superconductor? From crazy tube circuits, it's the superconductor. This is a boost pedal with four boosts in it that are all single knob boost circuits. So these like famous one knob boost designs from over the years. And there's four of them in here, and you can switch between them. And I think that's really smart. So boost pedals are sometimes a little hard to get excited about because they do one thing. They go from this loudness to that loudness, and especially one knob volume or one knob boosts. So um, it's got some cool stuff. So there's RM mode, which is like their interpretation of the range master. These are all in a a rotary code or a rotary knob in the middle. Mm -hmm. So there's the the silicon interpretation of the range master. Then there's a JFET EP booster style boost. Yep. Then you switch to the other side and there's an op amp style in the range of the EHX microamp. And then a MOSFET SHO from ZVEX, which is the super hard on, except it doesn't have the crackle circuit, so it's a little more, okay. uh, you know, handy. But um, on the range master and EP Do booster not feed side, it higher than nine volts. Right. So yes, we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> yeah. On the right, oh, sorry, on the left side, you see that little white push push switch. Yeah, that is um, a fat switch. There you go. So the uh, range master and EP booster side, you can. Add some low end, mm-hmm. and just by toggling that fat switch, and then with it pushed out is just the original, um, original circuit design. And then on the other side, the the black push push switch, you can change it from nineteen to eighteen volts. Sorry, from nine to eighteen volts mm-hmm. within the pedal itself. So the pedal runs on nine volts. You can't give it extra, but that push button will increase the headroom to eighteen internally. Oh, nice. Okay, I think that's wicked. Um, it it's an all analog design. Different input and output impedance and internal voltage, uh, all that changes depending on which boost you're using and where the knob is set and like where the output knob is set. And mm-hmm. so it's it's really all of those pedals in one enclosure, and you get to kind of swap from one to the other. And I just think it's a great idea, right? To put four really simple pedals into an equally simple pedal <laughs> is pretty rad. You know, it's not like it's got presets and shit for boosts. So like who needs that? But <laughs> I just think this is rad, and and uh, like I said, on the topic of pedals, it's you do the show long enough, and it's hard to find stuff that's like this is cool. This is a new new idea. Yeah, I like this one. I like this idea. Cool. I don't have much to add here, uh, but I do have a boost pedal that is a combination of two of those pedals. Like I have an LPB one combo with the um, uh, super hard on, but nice. I only wanted to show it just that because it has like a sexy Mister Peanut on it. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. I love that. Okay. Is that etched? Uh, uh, yeah, it's laser etched. Oh, there. nice. Awesome. A buddy of mine built it and then uh, laser etched it. I have a, a similar one with, I don't know how well it'll show on the camera, but it's uh, Fritz the Cat from uh, oh, the nice. Chrome Comics. <laughs> and this one is a uh, a clone of the uh, Acapulco Gold. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Anyhow. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. No, that. no, no that's, that's why you're here. That's what we do. Yeah. Uh, uh, well. I, so, I mean, that's kind of it on the pedal, though. It, it's, these it are, does what it says in the tin. Right. You know? I mean, these these are sorts of, sort of like, um, I always feel like these are studio tool boosts, 
right? It's because mm-hmm. because if if this was your boost, wouldn't you? I don't know. I you guess I should, I should ask it, Eric, right? Who's like constantly like changing his whole shit. But, um, <laughs> you know, maybe he would get along with a pedal like this, right? But it seems like for somebody, you know, you figure out which one of these you get along with the best. It depends. Great. That's not a good answer. <laughs> it's probably the one I deserved. Um, anyway. Yeah. But whereas like this is, you know, now it's like, which boost is the best for this situation? It's not It's not because I'm playing the guitar. It's because it, I might be doing something totally different next time. So. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, check out some demos, though, if you're interested in this, because not all boosts are the same, and they, they do have their each their individual characteristics. And hearing them side by side in this pedal lineup is a great way to explore those. I have an yeah. EP booster and love it, and I find very little need to go explore other boost pedals. It's because EP you know, booster like, is the finest booster. I like what I have, and it doesn't mean that other ones aren't cool and won't. Yeah do a, a cool thing for my setup, but you know, this is a cool thing. If I was in the boot in the market for a boost, I'd have to actually really consider this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. Is it available? Uh, it's, uh, one, it is available. 189 um, in euros. Which is what? I don't, Oops. I don't know. 189. Ah, 189, 190. Let's be real. One, euros. What is it? It's a two oh four oh three, so okay, a little over two hundred bucks. Pretty close, pretty close. Yeah, sweet. Um, yeah, man. Okay, great. Well, hey, I mean, that's fine. It's at least it's not a pedal we're bitching about. Yeah, it's nice to not complain about something. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Um, this has been mega fun, and. I was super tired coming into this and I am and I, I became pumped. So is it just got one volume control? Eric. It does, yeah. It just has one volume. What? Yeah, because they're all have, single. Eric? Why has it gotta be gray? Oh, I get it. He's just bitching. <laughs> I see I'm too yeah. slow. Eric, you catch me on a bad day. Okay. Um, no, this has been super fun. One other thing that we like to do is thing of the week, which is not guitar related, but a not suggestion of something that we like, and I'm saying that as not not because um, not because anybody needs to know exactly, but because in case Steve has something he feels like recommending, then Derek and I will go first, and if he doesn't, that's perfectly fine, of course. Also, yeah. Um, which of these sounds? I just think I um, what you know, we come across some cool stuff and we want to share it, and yeah. it doesn't always have to be guitar things, although that's fun too. It's so fun. that's how this kind of yeah. All right, I'm going to play one more sound. I don't think I've done this one yet. Is that something from Fairfield Circuitry? Nope. Strymon. Ah. Do you got it now? (laughs) No. Uh, The Volante... Oh, cool. That's a great pedal, man. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. The, these guys brought with them uh, the Iridium. So his, yeah. his pedal board has an Iridium on it, and we've been using it just exclusively. Like, I I, I don't care. I don't haven't, haven't needed to plug in any amps. Or, I just hit my microphone. Haven't needed to plug in any amps or anything. And the the Friedman Overdrive pedal, it's pretty cool. Yeah. It's a pretty Those cool little jobby. This has been a knob-twisting 
uh, session because we're always like doing random different tones and stuff like that. So just like spin them until it works. And then I like snap a picture and throw it in that that song's <laughs> folder in case I need to go back to it for some reason. <laughs> Uh, That's great. Re- recreate anything. Anyway, yeah, so that that demo was the Strymon Volante. I think that's an oldish one. Okay. Mm. Um, Derek, did you get a new link? Yes, that's an Amazon link now. All right. I'm pretty sure I can load Amazon links without my whole computer exploding, although I do think it's because of Discord, but anyway. Yeah. Um, all right, so what the hell is this, Derek? Okay, so I got this as a Christmas gift this past Christmas, and um, this is the Ember temperature controlled smart mug like everything is fucking bluetooth now including my coffee mug i have to go charge my coffee mug <laughs> like a lunatic right but let me tell you this has ruined all other coffee mugs for me i am so <laughs> fucking spoiled about coffee mugs now uh this is one of the greatest gifts i've ever ever received <laughs> it is it's so great it keeps my coffee hot for an hour and a half like the same temp the whole way down so it's little things Here's yeah. what stands out to me. I, I, I have no doubt that this is a spoiling bit of oh, it's it's absolutely a, a total luxury that nobody yeah. needs. But boy, it, is it nice! Here's what stands out to me: just when it starts getting hot here in the northern hemisphere, Derek is proud of his coffee staying hot for an yeah. hour and a half. And meanwhile, yeah. every morning I'm making coffee as early as I possibly can so that I can let it cool, so I don't have to drink it. Just hot. saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Right? People like their coffee different ways. I just felt like I'd yeah. throw that in his oh, face. I've got, a, I've got coffee ice cubes in the freezer. Like, I'm making iced coffee this time of year, too, but... Wait, coffee ice... Tell me about coffee ice cubes. I just made a pot of coffee and put it in an ice cube tray and put it in my freezer. Ooh. I feel so stupid a- right now that I haven't thought of that already. <laughs> like, because welcome to the future, Justin. I mean, I have, the future is not heated coffee mugs; it's coffee ice cubes. Like, I'm not a stranger to putting weird stuff in ice cube trays. Like, I I have put mashed potatoes in ice cube trays and reheated them later for my baby. Uh, back when she used to eat mashed potatoes all the time, and I don't, I I can't. I'm boggled right now. I can barely speak because I haven't okay, thought so, of that. Okay, so okay, so I'm gonna freeze my coffee. So, so what I do, I made a strong brew of coffee and put yeah. it in some ice cube trays. This is a weird thing that happened. I don't know if it's just my ice cube trays, but um, coffee does not come out of an ice cube tray as easily as water. So that's kind of annoying. Got to okay. let them like sit on the counter for a couple minutes first. But um, okay. I make a, I use an AeroPress and I make a hot coffee poured over the coffee ice cubes, and then I'm boom, iced coffee. Add add more Whoa. fresh regular ice and. So you're basically you're yeah. making coffee, and I'm then you're hot. cooling yeah. it with coffee, with coffee. ice cubes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, yeah. I would not have gotten there on my own. All right. Yeah, I've All been right. experimenting with this every summer for the last few years. So, how anyway. am I just hearing about this now? I thought we were friends. I don't know. So, <laughs> <laughs> we got to keep our relationship interesting. This, this you know? is fantastic. <laughs> we got to have some uh, coffeeception. Some That's secrets, right, Eric. Okay. Anyway, the Ember heated mug, it's yeah. like it's 150 bucks for the 14 ounce, which is like a normal coffee mug size. Not for um, me. but I use it. <laughs> yeah, I use it. They make a travel no, it's, mug it's too. Cool. It's cool. But um they make a 10 ounce, which is like that's for fools. But um <laughs> it's it's a regular it's just like a regular like diner mug yeah. amount. So um perfect for like single cup brewing at home like I do. So mm-hmm. I just it's rad. It comes with this little coaster. The tragic flaw with it, I'll be honest with you, is that it doesn't use regular wireless charging. You need to use its it does, coaster. It's not just like a, a Qi charging not or whatever a Qi it is. charger, no. Yeah. 
So you can't just um, put it on your phone? Because yeah, like I have a wireless <laughs> charger on the desk and right. but whatever. Anyway. It's um it'll Bluetooth to your phone. You can set the temp to whatever you want. <laughs> and Come it's got on. other things like a like a tea timer and stuff like that. But um I keep oh, mine at 140. Shit. And I love it. It knows when liquid's yeah. in it or not in it, so it turns itself on or off. It's <laughs> so good. God, I can't do it. It's so good. What if you said it's super low? Yeah, will it chill your coffee? <laughs> no, it it only it has a range. I think 145 or 150 is the max, um, which is still cooler than how it comes out of my kettle. But yeah. um, I forget what the lowest is. But yeah, it, it's obviously hand washed because there's a battery in it and stuff. Yeah. But that, oh, look like, how happy she is! I'm I'm still using it like every friggin' day, and <laughs> I have a lovely collection of coffee mugs I've collected from traveling and stuff like that. And I just yeah. don't use them. <laughs> wow, wow. So yeah, if you're in the market to spoil yourself silly on something completely unnecessary, check this out. <laughs> right on. Okay. All right. All right. I got one. Um, here's something. Here's something that you might or may not be expecting from me. So this is a <laughs> this is a website slash YouTube channel. That's a dog wearing headphones, but don't worry about that. Yeah. So this he is looks called, like he's working in customer service. This is called You Can Beat Video Games. Now I think this started flowing into my YouTube around the time that I was uh, looking into and purchasing the Retroid Pocket Two Plus little handheld mm-hmm. uh, retro emulator device that I got that I'm having a ton of fun with. But all that, like, looking at old Nintendo games shit brought this into my YouTube feed. But this guy basically just picks old video games and does a, like, detailed here's all the stuff playthrough. And he's got all kinds of merch and stuff, too. So... Mm. Each video is like a game. And so the first one I watched was the NES game of uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first one, the one that isn't the arcade game Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is like famously super difficult. And he does a little bit of a retrospective of the game's history and stuff. And this game's super difficult, right? Well, here's like all the how-tos and here's all the stuff you didn't know. And here's all the details and stats. And, you know, it's like when he does Zelda, it's like this enemy has this many hit points. So we are going to want to like do the this with it. it. Yeah, info. it's like, yeah. exactly. And it's all done kind of live. There's uh, If there's other ways of doing something, he'll do a little cutaway or something like that. It's really fun. Um, I don't know if you could really use this as a true walkthrough. I've never tried because he goes kind of quickly with it. You'd just be pausing and then going back to your game or something. That's probably not the fun way to do it. I think the fun way to do it is like I watched this guy play this game that I remember from when I was a small child being insane and uncompletable. And he's like, here's what we want to do. Okay, if this happens to you, do this. Oh, we don't want that to happen. Here, you can get free pizzas over and over by going in and out of this door. And now we're all set. And now we can go into this part. And like, That's it's cool. fun. It's and, and there's tons of stuff on there. He's got the original Final Fantasy, which is another insane game. I think that might be a multi-parter. A Link to the Past is a, ends up being a two-parter. He does such a great job with that. And... Um, He's got kind of a kind of a calming voice, you know. I feel like he's I feel like he's narrating it while he's playing it. I can tell he did it after, but I feel like oh, he's narrating but it his, while like, he's playing is, it. You know, yeah. I feel like he's wearing this headset that he puts on his dog. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, you can beat video games. Kind of a weird, 
kind of a weird thing, but I've I've been having a lot of fun. Apparently, the latest episode is Chippendale Rescue Rangers, uh, which has something to do with poker chips for some reason. I'm sure you'll have to watch the video to find out what it has to do with poker chips. Yeah. So anyway, right on. It's been fun. Cool, Steve. Do you have a thing of the week? No pressure. You don't have to. You don't Um, have to panic. Actually, like as you were saying these things, like looking around my room here, like everything is music related. That's fine. It can Uh, be music related. It just doesn't have to be. (laughs) Anyway, this is what I usually do while Derek's talking. I'm looking around. I was actually prepared today. (laughs) So the thing that I'm hip to here that I'm stoked about, and they probably don't matter to many people, but that sounds perfect. I don't know if I can get them. On camera, well enough, but I don't know if these make sense. Uh, I don't know if you can see those. So those are um, quick connects, or the uh, uh, they call them KWPs, or whatever. anyway, guitarfetish.com makes them. Um, essentially, what it allows you to do is to put this kind of uh, solder this permanently onto the back of a pickup. Oh, oh, no kidding! And then, yeah, and then you can just literally unplug like a like a like a micro headphone jack. Whoa. In to connect to your pickups. So the control panel, like I have them in this telecaster. Well, the control panel, oops, knocking stuff down. The control panel stays exactly as is, but instead of having traditional soldering in there, there's these little things that look like headphone jacks. Mm-hmm. And they just plug into the pickups. Wow. And so you can just swap the pickups out without having to do anything like so- change your string. Didn't um, you pick up in somebody does this? Is it EMG does it right? Like they have a the, the the pickup end is quick connect, I think. Right. Yeah, they have that. This allows you to do it with like passive pickups of any right. Kind. Um, oh, here's a link for but, the chat. Oh, is it, yeah. Is this dude. this do Mac? Is this what I'm finding? No, this uh, is the same thing. No, Matt just put a a link in the oh, chat to guitarfetish.com. Yeah. This is they're fairly inexpensive. You can order those and then the cables. And once they're soldered into your controls of your guitar, wow. and it, then you just plug them in, you know, swap out whatever you want. Um, That's a move. Um, hmm. That see, I pickups are one of those things that I would like to dive more into, but I am a little spooked by the the doing of it of like having to yeah. solder and then like oh I don't like it and then put stuff back in like it's just a pain in the ass. Um, yeah, if you change pickups a lot, this is the, the way. The cool thing about that is that Guitar Fetish also sells pre-wired stuff for like uh, Les Pauls, SGs, Telecasters. Oh, like harnesses? So on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can just completely swap out the old ones with those. Oh. And then as long as you have these little quick connect things, you can use any pickup you'd like. Um, and you know, replace it however you right. feel. Uh, if it's, I love this. Like, this is one of those things that we should have had a long time ago. <laughs> right. And, and somebody should standardize. Right. Like this should have been what we've what manufacturers have been all using for thirty years. Right. Yeah. Like, why are we still soldering? Oh my god! Why are we still soldering, you guys? Oh my lord! <laughs> if yeah, someone it, gets it's in here, cool. If you just want to try stuff, like yeah, yeah. For me. I'm not sure, like, certain guitars I have, like that one, I change the pickups out, you know, every once in a while. But if I don't know exactly what it is I'm after, like, yeah, I can try something. If it's not for me, then I can just unplug it and put the other thing back in it, you know? Right. And then, like I said, that's the thing that kind of keeps me away from that part of the the hobby, the work, you know, and I'm not super skilled at soldering and stuff, but 
Whatever. Yeah. I know that soldering will be around forever and it is like crazy secure and all that stuff. But it's just the, like you said, having to disassemble your whole guitar a lot of times to get to the pickups and stuff. Right. So, uh, <laughs> so I use a, like one of my favorite pickups is a guitar finish pickup. I have it in three of my guitars. Um, and that works out well for me because anything they make already, uh, I can just easily. So I don't have to do any soldering of any kind. But mm-hmm. if you want to use, you know, like, a Seymour pickup or a Demarzio, you can solder these on there. Mm-hmm. Which pickup uh, and then is have it? that option as well. Uh, the Dream One Eighty. It's uh, essentially just a noise canceled P ninety. That sounds oh, cool. fun. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's it looks. Um, it just looks like a regular humbucker, mm. um, which is what's in there. Okay, and they make a single coil version of it as well. Um, but. Uh, I don't know, man. There's just something I love P90s, but also the noise is an issue, especially when you're dealing with like high gain and fuzz and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's a pretty solid solution. Although um, Seymour Duncan has started making us uh, Billy Gibbons. Um, Wait a minute, you're telling me this, this pickup is twenty nine dollars? Yep, yep. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, guitar finish is one of those things like you look at it and you're like, there's no way this could be good. And then I've just tried a few of them over the years and you'll find one that's amazing. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I saw Seymour Duncan is starting to make a Billy Gibbons um, Telecaster pickup that's a stacked P90 in Telecaster form, like single coil. Mm, stacked P90. So, okay, cool. So that's kind of starting to inch me over, but it's hard to pass out, you know, 30 bucks if you don't like it. It's Oh, weird, yeah. You know? Like that's, yeah. Wow. Wow. What an idea. Love it. <laughs> I mean, I know like Quick Connect stuff has been around, but like I never thought about it, it always struck me as something that was part of a pickup set, like EMGs or Fishman stuff. You know, it's yeah. not right. something that you can do with other aftermarket pickups. That's great. What a uh, what a good pull. That's awesome, man. Um super appreciate it. Uh, yeah, quite. What, what do we have left besides, besides just telling everybody over and over again about our link tree? Uh, yeah, go to the link tree. <laughs> Fuck you. That's where everything do, is. Do it. Go to the link tree. <laughs> um, no, this has been awesome. Thanks Steve for being on the show with us and dealing with all of our bullshit and, um, contributing greatly. <laughs> Fuck you, because oh, I'm happy tree. to be here. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, okay. Yes. Um, <clears throat> Where was I gonna go with that? I feel I'll probably like wrap up the show. Probably just wrap up the show. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm super sorry. You know, I, I, <laughs> I don't know what my That's problem is. Already. Let's all go hang I out keep under ag- the big old link tree. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's so. I keep looking at Discord, yeah. and then I get distracted, and I'm already kind of on on fumes at this point. Um, anyway, this has been an awesome episode. I want everybody to go check out the Gear Stuff and Things YouTube. Just go to gearstuffandthings.com. You know how to spell it. I just said it to you. Like, yeah. what are you, stupid? Come on. Probably. But. Well, they might be, but they're going to be less stupid after that. So um, go to gearstuffandthings.com. Thanks, Steve. Everybody in the chat, wave to Steve. In text. You have to wave in text because you're not on the... Oh, okay. Wave. Got Chris Pratt. There we go. Chris Pratt. Yep. There it is. Fantastic. All right. I appreciate you guys having me. It's been a blast. Yeah, yeah. Great. Uh, Okay, so um, what do you do about the tone control? You come to the Discord. discord Discord.io slash tone control. (laughs) What do you do about the tone control? Turn it off. (laughs) 
<laughs> if Do you, you want me to take this one, Justin? If you, you, you feel right? if you made it all the way through the pedal genie segment with that howling monkey, uh, then you deserve a medal, and you're not going to get your medal unless you come to Discord. Uh, join Discord at discord.io/tonecontrol. It's totally free. And yeah, Derek, you know what? You can take it. That's fine. Sorry, I'm going to throw the link tree in the chat. You want to pull this up on the screen, Justin? Uh, sure. Why not? Let's do okay, that. listen up. If you like the show, uh, you can go over to patreon.com slash the tone control and you can support us for as little as a dollar a month. And that just gives you like all the love. Look at that link tree. Look at it. Look at that. Look at it. Beautiful. Look at Oh, it's beautiful. Look at so Look at that good. color grading. Um, like a you like tree that? with links. Yeah. <laughs> so for a dollar a month, you get your name in the show notes and you get a shout out. And that's really cool. And we, we love you forever for that. But for two bucks a month, you get to join us in Discord in a private top secret chat uh, where you listen to us record the show live. You've heard us talking about the chat tonight. That could be you for only two bucks a month. So <laughs> patreon.com slash the tone control for that. Patreon supporters for this episode include Carson Ricketts, Nick Greenwood, Sorry. <laughs> Nick Greenwood, Timmy S, Matthew Fenslaw, Ryzen Wolf, Jamie Evans, Jeffrey Wright, Doug King, Doug Gann, Righteous Ryan Johnson, Steve Huffman, Jonas Sabatini, Second Justin, <laughs> <laughs> Mako Guitars, Andrew Walsh from Andrew's Alcove, OG friend of the show, Brian Rizzi, Doug Christ of 37 Effects, Sean Wright of Lollygagger Effects, and Brian Gower and Kyle McIntyre of the Tone Jerks Podcast. Thank you all so much for your continued support of the Tone Control. All right. Thanks, everybody, for watching slash listening. <laughs> Thanks, Steve, from Gear Stuff and Things. Go check it out. And we'll see you next time. <laughs> Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>